0: Welcome to the Compass Catholic Changemaker Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Kino. On this podcast, we talk about how to live with our money as Catholics. Hi, Changemakers. This week, we're talking to Elizabeth Clare. Elizabeth Clare is the author of the Elizabeth Clare blog. On her blog, she discusses Catholic motherhood, homeschooling, and living well. She's also the creator of some amazing Catholic planners, so I recommend you go check her out. Her website will be in the show notes. In this episode, we'll discuss how Elizabeth Clariner has been making decisions that affect their family life, their financial life, and their faith life, because we all know how interconnected those things are. If you haven't yet, please go hit that subscribe button and go like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you for joining us, Elizabeth.
1: It's great to be here. So is
0: Elizabeth Claire, Elizabeth?
1: Yeah, it's Elizabeth Claire. Rosicki is my married last name. So Elizabeth Claire is a family name that's been in my family for five years. So my daughter is Claire Elizabeth. And um, yeah, when I started my blog, I just Named it Elizabeth Claire because I didn't know where it was going to go. So,
0: <laughs> so good. So I found your blog. I was probably about a year ago. I think I found it, maybe even a little bit longer. And it really is beautiful. It's something that is obviously a passion project, and that it's it's really well organized. And I think it's amazing. Then you're also a planner. I do. Yeah. That's
1: kind of become the main thing. And I have a little bit less time for the blogging because of that. But Mm -hmm. it's been a blessing and it's been fun to bless other people's homes with that Catholic planner. So,
0: yeah. Oh, good. And as people go through your blog, they're going to realize that you are a Catholic mom of five. I am. And that you've also chosen to stay at home and live on one income. And so that's where I kind of want to focus the conversation today because I think a lot of people, first of all, they don't think it's possible to live on one income. Um, There's car payments, there's uh, mortgage payments, there's credit card bills, they don't think it's possible. And the second thing is that often our lives are filled with so much stuff that it's hard to focus on what's really important because we are just kind of wired that way. But you all have chosen to live in a different way. So I'm wondering if you can tell me about that and kind of how you arrived at living at one income with uh, growing your Catholic family.
1: Yeah, so that's a great question, and um, both of us were really family-centered, raised. Um, I grew up on a small dairy farm, and we all worked together, and, you know, my parents were both at home, and that was really special to me. I kind of felt the pressure um, from the narrative of the world and maybe from my parents just to achieve worldly success, so I did feel that pressure, um, but I I was really Family focus. Like I always just wanted to be at home with my family. And my husband comes from a one income family. Um, His father has his PhD and he was getting it when he had two small boys, and they chose to um, forego my mother in law's income and she stayed at home to raise the boys. And so that was really financially tight. And even once he became a professor, you know, they were very simple living and were able to raise their family on one income. And uh, after we got married about a month later, a couple of weeks later, we found out we were expecting our first child and we kind of fell into the one income family. Um, we got married right before our last semester of college and I had planned to go on to like graduate school. I was a biology major. I planned to go on to like physician assistant school I had applied and I just did not feel right about leaving a baby at home. I don't know that we had really talked a lot about that before marriage, like what that was going to look like when we had children. Um, I, I really do think our marriage prep could have been better. We had a lot of issues to work through in the first few years. Maybe that's just normal. But um, he was born, and he just became the center, like our family just became the center of our lives. And um, I left the workforce at that point. I, I didn't have like a full-time career, because obviously, I just graduated from college, and I already knew what I was expecting. So um, I just worked a part-time job with a a place that takes care of like handicapped people. and so I worked there until he was born, and then I left the workforce. And I'm so grateful that like that child was born. At that time, it was really God's hand in our story because it did bring me home. I didn't start this career and then have to leave the career. I mean, I never had the career, so that's like one thing you know, people might say, think like, oh, I never had my career but that was a blessing for me because I didn't have to walk away from a big income or we hadn't built up our life around a big income or just the prestige of having a good career of my own. So it was a blessing that he was born when he was.
0: Yeah. It sounds like our, our stories are very similar. We were chatting before the podcast and my husband and I did the same thing. We had our firstborn um, within our first year of marriage and, Uh, had I followed the career path that I thought I was being guided towards, uh, we would have been locked into a lifestyle by the time we had our children, but you know, we thought we were going to have them a few years after we got married. And that was not the Lord's plan. And we just adjusted our lifestyle accordingly and never knew any different. And that was such a blessing, but there was still some preparation. We still had to know that we weren't going to be able to have two luxury cars. We weren't going to be able to take these vacations. We just kind of adjusted. So I'm wondering what kind of adjustments you made early on so you could stay in this staying at home role.
1: Yeah. And like I said, like we kind of fell into it pretty shortly after marriage. And so there wasn't a ton of time to prepare, Mm -hmm. but so our parents really did lay the foundation for us. And that's just a huge blessing. Again, it's not like, all us, we were really gifted by our parents. So our parents helped us through college. And so we were debt-free when we got married. Um, I worked for my parents growing up and so they would help us with school. I have two older sisters and they helped us through undergrad as kind of a a way of paying us for being good employees on the family farm. Um, And my husband has worked since he was 14 uh, was saving and investing even at that time. So when we got married, we were debt-free. We didn't have any school debt. We had, uh, vehicles, old vehicles, kind of hand-me-down vehicles that the family didn't need anymore. And, um, let's see, my husband, he had been working and really what he did was before we got married, he worked very hard to find a job right before we were married to know that he could support us and a family should that happen because as catholics we know that we should be open to life um we didn't necessarily plan to have that baby so early um we knew how things worked but i guess we just didn't realize they worked that well (laughs) i guess sometimes so um that was what he did was really prepare to be a father before our marriage and to be uh, providing income for our, our family. Um, again, just remaining debt free. Our honeymoon was very simple. Like I said, we were still in school, we had a semester left. We uh, did a little road trip around Lake Superior. I think we were calculating the other day how much money we spent on that honeymoon, and it was probably like $1,000. You know, we didn't fly to Hawaii or something and spend several thousand dollars it was like a thousand dollars and I'm really grateful we spent that money because we did have children so young and it was kind of our time together but it was frugal so
0: yeah 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 and I know um from our experience, we made a lot of mistakes along the way. I mean, this is not a a perfect linear path of seeing, you know making staying debt free all the time and and making perfect decisions. Did you ha- have any big mistakes like Andrew and I did? Was there any you know moments of like uh oh, we kind of went off the rails here?
1: Um, you know, I had a hard time thinking of like big mistakes that we made. Again, we remained debt free through our whole marriage, um, and I think there were little mistakes we made but being naturally frugal kind of having that instilled in us by our families the mistakes we made were on like a different level than some people like i'm going i really want this big vehicle or what whatever or buying a a house you can't afford we were just naturally like kind of risk averse and um debt averse and careful with our money. So the mistakes we made were smaller, which was good, but of course we did make mistakes. Um, we were naturally frugal, but we did not have a written budget at the beginning of our marriage. Um, I believe like I recall that the first time we actually wrote a budget was when we began house shopping about a year and a half after we were married and it was okay what can we afford on a monthly basis and we wrote this out and then you start seeing where money goes and i'm sure we could have saved more initially had we had that budget the other thing is having goals we didn't really have a goal i i think we were just kind of floating along we assumed we were going to have children we were going to buy a house we didn't have goals though we could have saved more had we had goals. I'm a big goal oriented person. Um, My husband isn't so much, but I kind of drive us to have goals. Like later, after we had purchased our house, a big goal that I ended up having, I just had this crazy idea on a walk. I was like, you know, what if we pay our house off when we're 30? Could we do that? That would be amazing to have that that mortgage payment gone. And so I kind of set that in my mind and I didn't tell my husband right away, but you know, yeah. I'm I'm the main financial person. I pay the bills or I spend the money at the grocery store. Um and having something to say yes to, I think when you're frugal or you're being trying to be careful with your money, you're constantly saying no and mm-hmm. if you have something bigger that you can say yes to is really important. So if I'd be at the store and I'd see some cute little knickknack that I thought would be cute in our house, I could tell myself no, because if I spend $20 at the store this week, and I do that every week for a year, 52 weeks in a year times 20, I have over $1,000 that I can put towards our home mortgage. So saying no meant saying yes to something bigger. And that got me excited and I started to see this momentum. Um, Eventually I did tell my husband, he thought that was kind of crazy. And you know what, we didn't reach that goal, but I was 31 and then we paid our house off. We, we, We paid off our home mortgage on our 10th anniversary. So that was like, instead of going for a cruise, we paid off our home mortgage. And so having that goal, having something to say yes to, Goals, having a budget. Um, and I think I could have been more frugal. I was naturally frugal. But um, so we got married in 06, 08 hit the financial crisis. Mm-hmm. And my husband's work started laying off people. And we got really nervous. Like they had these waves of layoffs, and we thought he was going to lose his job. And so I began really learning about saving money and reading more, reading money saving blogs or, um, One of my favorite books is the Tightwad Gazette. I don't know if
0: you've ever heard that. I've never (laughs) heard of this one.
1: (laughs) They're hilarious. It's this old newsletter from like the 80s and 90s. And a lot of it's, you know, kind of um, old school stuff and not really pertinent to our modern world anymore. But they're hilarious. They're really well written. And kind of, again, that like multiplying mentality of like, okay. If I save $5 at the grocery store every week, if I know where the best prices are, I can you can save easily more than that. But if I save $5, I've got $250. It's just like, that's a way that helps me when I need to say no to something is to like multiply it out. If I do this so every so often for a year, how much money do I save? So again, like the budget, having goals and then i could have been more frugal even though we were naturally frugal i could have been even more careful with our money and i got more tight with that 08 financial crisis so
0: yeah yeah, yeah that was an interesting thing to go through early on in a marriage right
1: yeah and we had just bought our house too like right before that happened so yeah oh yeah,
0: yeah. we we did the same thing and yeah. that was <laughs> that was a roller coaster early on and you realize yeah. you're not so much in control and i remember yeah. Being told when we were house hunting, because um, we were moving to a new base and there was no base housing available, and they said, um, you know, it's better off if you go out on the economy, like you go out in town and buy or rent. And everyone said, well, you never lose money in real estate. That's mm-hmm. that's where you make money. You know, if you can buy, you should buy. And being told by all of the wise people in our lives the same thing. And I think it went down by half. <laughs> I think it was yeah. pretty significant. So to weather that early in a marriage, um, it definitely informs your decisions yeah. and, and taking it and spending it and making a blessing that now you have a budget and you have goals and you have, you know, you're aware that you're not always in control. So you have to control what you can because yes. yeah. some of the things are out of your control. Yeah, and so. just speaking to
1: that, so we paid our home mortgage off In August of 2016, our son, uh, who is now 10, began having seizures in October. And from there, we had all these health issues pop up in our family. And because we had that mortgage paid off, we did not have like a financial strain along with all these health Mm -hmm. issues, you know, and I really see that as God's hand, that it wasn't like, okay, how are we going to pay all these huge medical bills? It's, it's definitely been a journey I think God has our family on because many multiple members of our family have had very serious health issues and big, big bills. So like our son was airlifted to in a hospital like three hours away. So that was a huge blessing to not have to worry about that mortgage payment.
0: In that time. Wow. So yeah. wow. Yeah. And isn't it beautiful to look back and see the hand of God? Yes. Because in the time you just had a goal. Yes. And a goal that would, you know, would alleviate stress and, and a good goal. But now you see how it yep. was all part of his plan. Oh yes. yep So good. So good. And what do you wish you had known before? Like when you were in college and you were engaged and, and you know you thought maybe you were going to be uh, growing a professional career. What do you wish you had known then that would have helped this, this journey you've been on?
1: Yeah. Again, I think I wish I would have known the importance of a budget. Like, I don't believe my parents had a budget. Um, they were a farming family and that it's pretty difficult to budget, uh, as a fam, as a very small family farm. Um, and I'm not for sure about my in-laws. I'm sure they have some loose financial uh plan. Um, again, yeah, the budget having goals i I don't know that there's a lot that I wish I would have known, except that it's a huge blessing as a family, like our parents gave us a gift by setting an example for us and how to live simply and enjoy the simple things of life and I hope that we're doing that for our children. like our parents, through their simple living, they could have lived you know a little looser financial lifestyle, but they chose to deny themselves and sacrifice to help their children through college, and our hope is that we can also help our children through college, maybe not completely, um, but to the best of our ability, and that hopefully that would be a blessing to them and help them start off debt-free because that, that is a huge gift. If we had had a lot of debt, that would have been a lot more difficult for us to do. It is possible, excuse me, it is possible, but um, that would have been more challenging. And so we hope we're we giving our kids a gift, like they're excited to get something at a garage sale, you know, or they don't think anything um, about, opening up used books on Christmas. They're just excited to have books. So, we hope we're showing them like a simple way of life and and being happy with simple living. So,
0: so what tips would you give to someone who's considering considering this?
1: Yeah, having that budget, having mm-hmm. a general idea of where your money is going and trying to keep the budget simple. I think initially I had so many different categories oh, yeah. that it's too difficult And I know a lot of people say you need to be paying cash. I struggled with that, Um, having like kids at the store and like these envelopes and like I'm holding a kid and I have these other kids in the cart and I know people do it, but it was a struggle for me. So instead we've just found other ways to kind of budget and watch what's coming in and out. Um, Having a budget kind of tracking your spending is really telling too. You can, not realize what you're spending. Um, so I do. I continue to write down everything we spend every month. Um, yeah, having the budget, tracking spending, patience in buying, um, having cars. Like we shopped for our family vehicle for about a year before we found something that we thought was like a good deal. Um, it was had a hundred thousand miles on it. Mm-hmm. We still have it. It. So like being mortgage free it, it sounds really fancy and stuff but we have a 04 rusty suburban out in our driveway and you know what I love that vehicle it's been great for us <laughs> so it's it it sounds like we're wealthy or something but we're not i feel like we're wealthy in the good things wealthy in in family um, yeah so denying yourself and and saying yes to something bigger like your family mm-hmm having those priorities that your family is important. We knew that we wanted to raise our children and not have them pushed off on someone else. So yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, having that patience and buying or also when we bought our house, we shopped for like 18 months, you know, and again the housing market was inflated at that time, but we still got a pretty good deal. So just having that patience and we would hope right now we live in a small town. We would love to be able to move to the country we've been looking for 5 years. We don't want to take on debt to do that because we've seen what a blessing it is to be debt-free. So that's been a discernment process like what can we afford and mm-hmm. not taking out a loan. It's a way to kind of discern what you can what what is God allowing you to do and um yeah, so we'd love to have a place in the country, but we're just being patient and waiting for an opportunity and we're happy and content where we are in the meantime.
0: So, so good. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And we have, we're going to put your blog in the show notes. So please go visit Elizabeth's blog. And did you want to plug anything else? Um, I know your, your planner's doing very well and any other. Yeah,
1: Yeah, you can go check out the planner. Mm -hmm. I don't have the 2022s available yet, but, um, they're, they're always fun to provide for people. So yeah, you can go check those out if you want to.
0: So. Awesome, well, thank you so much.
1: Thank you very much.
0: A big thank you to Elizabeth Clare for our conversation. To learn more about Elizabeth Clare and to go check out her beautiful planners, go to elizabethclaireblog.com. Do you have a story you'd like to share, a question you want answered, or a topic you'd like us to focus on? Email us at podcast at compasscatholic.org. Have a wonderful week and God bless.